largest African-American media company in the world. He's smart and well-respected and powerful with a big P. He's only 5'8 in his Gucci loafers, but Davis McClinton commands attention everywhere he goes, whether he's in the boardroom or the barbershop. He uses his money and influence to help people of color, not just if you have a dream, but if you have a viable business plan as well. Davis might put on like he's happy and humbled to give back to the community, but trust me, he always expects something back in return. A lot of women would think Davis is the perfect catch for a husband, and I'm sure his wife Veronica would agree every time she lays her platinum credit cards down on the counter and says, charge it. Now, even though I wasn't raised to date married men, it doesn't bother me a bit that Davis is married. I get as excited as a little girl with a new doll whenever I get the two-way page telling me what exclusive hotel Davis has picked out for the evening. He told me he doesn't think it's a good idea for him to come to my Harlem Brownstone just in case his wife tired of shopping and decided to hire a private investigator. I've gotten used to the lack of quality time I spend with Davis, just like I've gotten used to his generous nature. I've received so many exquisite gifts that I could loan out more jewelry than Harry Winston on Oscar night. Last, but certainly not least, what does Vanessa say in her song, Save the Best for Last? There's guy number three, Jabbar Taylor, my one-man wrecking crew who has a body God created just to wreak havoc here on Earth. I met Jabbar at the gym I used to go to every once in a while. When he would walk onto the floor, the room would get as silent as a library during finals. Women would start sweating, and not because of the workouts. Jabbar's a beautiful mink brown, with short hair that looks like peach fuzz on his perfectly round head. He's tall and muscular and was so popular as a personal trainer that it's a year's wait before he considers taking on a new client. But with Davis's help, I was moved to the top of the list. I didn't think Davis needed to know that Jabbar provided training in other areas as well. I mean, the boy is both blessed and gifted with body and not brains. Once, when I asked him about his dream job, I was hoping he would at least say to be a policeman or something. He quickly replied, to be Jennifer Lopez's personal trainer and valet. I didn't have the heart to tell him women didn't employ valets, but who am I to take away anyone's dreams? Now, I know a lot of my sisters may not agree with my methods. Some might even go so far as to call me a user and even a slut. I don't care what you think or what you call me, just as long as you call me happy. I have the dream job of dream jobs. I'm editor-in-chief of a new urban culture magazine called Bling Bling, and Davis V. McClinton made it all possible. I met Davis on an American Airlines flight from Chicago to New York, when I was on my way to interview for an associate editor position at Vanity Fair. I knew who he was because he's always in the media. Open any Jet, Fortune, Wall Street Journal, or Vanity Fair, and there he is with his wife. He's rich, powerful, and somewhat handsome in a nerdy kind of way. I was working as an associate editor to my mentor, Linda Johnson Rice, the publisher of Ebony and I figured maybe an article on how Davis had built his empire and a photo spread on some of his homes would be a great story. As I was boarding the airplane, I looked down at Davis while he was reading a newspaper and asked him how he was doing. 
Davis looked at me from the tip of my leather boots up almost every inch of my 5'8", 128-pound body, lingering at my honey-brown eyes and in a very deep and cultured voice asked, And you are? Zola Norwood, with Ebony Magazine, soon to be publisher and editor-in-chief of my own magazine. I just wanted to say I think what you're doing is great. Keep it up, I said. I moved toward the back of the plane in my coach seat. I put my laptop and garment bag in the overhead and took my seat. Just as I was settled, the flight attendant approached me and said in a firm voice, May I see your boarding pass? What? I asked. I need to see your boarding pass. I think you're in the wrong seat. I reached in my bag and of course I found everything but my boarding pass. I was getting ready to tell Miss Flight Lady to just throw me off the plane when she said, Please get your luggage and come with me. I was getting ready to throw a black girl hissy fit.